0: Hi, I'm Payne Nelson, and you're listening to the Sports Corner Podcast. Listen to us live on Tuesdays from 7.30 to 8 p.m. or on Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. on WFMP.org or 88.7 FM in the Mid-Hudson Valley. This is the only radio station endorsed by Stephen Colbert, WFMP, The Edge. WFP Rosendale. It's time for your weekly sports update with your hosts Peyton Elson, Zach To Cash, and Adam Copeland. This is the Sports Corner. Play ball. Good evening and welcome to the Sports Corner on WFP. I am Peyton Elson on this lovely. I, I, as you can tell, sports is not treating me well this week at all, and especially not today, and we'll get to that. So let's try it again. Good evening, welcome to SportsCard on WFNP. On this lovely Tuesday evening, I am Peyton Nelson, joined by Jacob Sampson. So, yeah, I'm not having a good time in sports. The baseball season is not happening as scheduled. The Brooklyn Nets are not a good team at this current point in time. And granted, most of that is because of injuries and stuff like that. And we'll get to all that, unfortunately for me. But first, we start with the new Pauls Athletics update, which is much... Which has much more happier news than what's going on in my life and obviously what's going on in the world. So, Jacob, what do you have for us? Well,
1: thank you for the wonderful intro, as always, Peyton. But as for your new Paul's Athletics update, let's see what's happening, because a lot is, I'll warn you in the beginning... So first up, and of course it's the must talk, it's the talk of the town, women's basketball. 16-4 record, 20-6 record overall, they complete the Michael Jordan three-peat and win the 2022 SUNYAC Championship. Travers with it up top, she is driving, she can't finish, Fitzgerald the rebound, and New gets the rebound, they call a timeout with five tenths of a second remaining. And they will win the Suniac. Portland has a lot to be proud of after this year. The past three Suniac titles have gone to the Newport Hawks. They come into Corey Gymnasium and stun the number one team in the Suniac, the Portland Red Dragons. Final score: Newport 66, Portland 63.
0: 2022 Suniac champion.
1: So that was a little live audio, not live audio, but audio from the moment, from the game, as you could tell. A wonderful win, a wonderful, another accolade to add to the SUNY New Paltz women's basketball list of accolades as i said that was the three p that was their third championship in a row but it doesn't stop there because you know what we start the ncaa tournament which is going to start over in scranton pennsylvania where they will face babson college in the first round on march 4th with a second round matchup on march 5th but to keep it going Men's basketball is at an 11-7 and record, 15-11 overall, and they won the first round game against Cortland, an 84-81 to scored game, but they end up going on to lose in the semifinals to Oswego in a 94-60 to game, which brings their season to an unfortunate end. But, you know what? Made it to the championship, not made it to the championship, made it to the playoffs, made it to the semifinals, congrats to men's basketball. And moving on, SUNY New Paltz men's volleyball. The middle blocker Pat Wing was named the UVC Player of the Week. As men's volleyball sits at a 3 and and0 UVC record, 12 and three overall, continuing to win. Men's and women's lacrosse also have begun their seasons officially. And now we move on to the upcoming events. On Wednesday, men's lacrosse versus Farmingdale State at 2 p.m. That's going to be at the North Field here at New Paltz. Men's volleyball will be up against Milwaukee School of Engineering at 4.30 p.m. at the Hawk Center, and then versus Russell Sage at 7.30 p.m. at the Hawk Center same day. On Friday, the softball season opener at rutgers Camden begins at 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. respectively. Women's basketball versus Babson College, as stated before, will be at 5 p.m., which will be the Division III NCAA first-round matchup. On Saturday, we have a whole slew of sports coming at you. Baseball at Mount St. Mary's College at 11 a.m. and then 2 p.m. at Duchess Stadium in Fishkill, New York. Men's lacrosse at St. Joseph's. That will be on Long Island at 12 p.m. Women's lacrosse will be versing Hartwick at 1 p.m. Men's volleyball will be at Elms, Rutgers, Camden. Or will be going up against Elms and then Rutgers, Camden at 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. respectively. And... Depending upon how it goes for women's basketball, that would be the day at Scranton, New Jersey City, for 6 p.m. Division III NCAA second round matchup. But that's all dependent upon how the first game goes. And now, as always, for more information on New Paul Sports, follow us on Instagram at New Paltz Hawks, Twitter at NP Hawks, or head over to NPHawks.com, as always.
0: And with that, Payton, I throw the mic back to you. Well, I thank you for that wonderful New Paltz-Flex update, as per usual. Um, as you already heard, women's basketball wins the Sunyac championship. They're going to play in the NCAA tournament. Um, the furthest they have been in these last three, you know, championships has been the Sweet Sixteen. That was in twenty nineteen. Uh, last last time they were in the postseason, they lost in the round of thirty two. This time, they're looking to go a little bit further, maybe win a um, national title. I don't know. Maybe that's in the cards. Keep your eye out for that. You know what you won't be keeping an eye out for? Baseball. And by baseball, I mean Major League Baseball. And that's where we're starting today, much probably to the dismay of Jacob Sanson. But that's the news of the day. So, at 5 o'clock today, we essentially learned that there will not be a Major League season. And I've been, on the very few weeks that we have talked about baseball since, you know, the Atlanta Braves won the World Series back in October. No, November. This is, this is a, this is kind of a both sides thing. I'm changing that today. This is a one side thing. This is Major League Owners. And I'm going to sit here and tell you why. So. Before we, we go out and call Major League Baseball players greedy. At the beginning of the decade, the league revenue that was going to players was 56%. In the other, um, let's let's say in the NFL and NBA, that's around 46%. That's probably around where you want to be. Right now, Major League Baseball, matter of fact, Jacob, take a guess. Where do you think, how much of a percentage do you think league re- revenue is going to players? Well, dealing from the tone of your
1: voice, may I ask one question? Would you say that it is a large amount or a gargantuan drop?
0: It's a large drop.
1: Okay, okay. With that, you said it was initially at
0: 56%? Yes.
1: Let's say 37
0: You will be close. 38.2. 38.2. I'm chalking that up as a W for the standard deviation. <laughs> so, when you look look at it from that perspective, yeah, you have Max Scherzer, who got a $42 million contract at age 38. You have Trevor Bauer, who, for all the reasons, is um, in the news. You have him making $45 million a year for three years. You have the main Machado, Bryce Harper, uh, Mike Trout, Garrett Cole, all those names with massive contracts. And three of those guys are a big part of the union that's, you know, negotiating this deal or was negotiating this deal. Who knows what's coming next? A very large majority of Major League Baseball players do not get paid over a million dollars. Because the way the sports been trending, we're seeing many teams go to younger stars, which, of course, is good for the game of its own, right? But they're going to younger stars who, with this current system, are not getting paid more than a million bucks until year three because of arbitration and not getting paid nearly as much as May, Michelle, etc. until year six. And on top of that, some major league owners can manipulate this thing called LB Service Time so that they can get another year of a player at a much cheaper rate. If it sounds like I'm raising my voice, yes, I am definitely raising my voice because I am frustrated. I am very, very sick and tired of this league. And if this wasn't college radio, if we were on XM, there would be a lot more words I could use, but I'm not going to use them because I respect college radio. <sighs> So, let's let's talk about how we got here. On December 2nd, Major League Baseball instituted a lockout. 43 days later, Major League Baseball makes the first offer post lockout. So, all this time, no offer, right? now from day 43 to we're now at day 90 and obviously still going on all we get is minuscule progress because let's be honest the offer that Major League Baseball put on the table from the day before the lockout is pretty much the exact same thing on the core issues as they are today They didn't move an inch on the collective bargaining. What am I trying to say? They didn't move an inch on the luxury tax. They barely moved an inch on arbitration and minimum salary. They barely moved an inch on everything. The players, since this entire thing started in 2020 and, you know, beyond that, they have been the ones looking to bargain. They have been the ones looking to get a deal done to get baseball played. Because let's be real, the players were asking for a lot in one fell swoop. But they've been, you know, bargaining so that eventually we can get to a compromise. And Major League Baseball owners are like, no, nah, we're good. We're just going to stay put. And we're just going to use time to our leverage. <sighs> There's so much more I can say about this, but we have a 30-minute show. I know Jacob wants to talk about basketball. So I'm I'm just going to... I'm just going to play it like this. And I'm really I'm really just saying to cheer myself up. It's not a good day for baseball. But the worst part about all this is, okay, 5 o'clock comes. Major League Baseball makes its best and final offer, which is literally the same offer that we saw the day before the lockout. And Robert Manfred goes to a podium and starts his press conference. And here's what we learned. Number one, the first two series of the baseball series of the baseball season are getting canceled. They're not going back. And as far as I know, there's much more games to be canceled. The second thing we learned is that either Rob Manfred is truly the biggest puppet in the world, or he just doesn't care for baseball at all. Because he was going up there smiling, he was up there joking, when the sport is in jeopardy, and then he said the biggest lies that I have heard anyone in power say. He said that Major League Baseball cared about the fans. If you cared about the fans, you you would have had a deal done. And for those that don't know, Rob Manfred is basically paid by the owners. So, at, at this point, he's a spokesman. But he's not a good spokesman. He also said that Major League Baseball has been down revenue-wise in the last five years. In 2019, guess how much Major League Baseball made? It's in billions, just for end. hint. One. Higher. 1. 1.5. You're not coming close. 13. Okay, come down a little bit more. 11. 10 billion. Close enough. That is the highest amount of revenue that baseball has made ever. And it's been, and before that, it was increasing for over 20 years. Uh, Actually, no, a little bit under 20 years. And the only reason that stopped is because, you know, a 60-game season, which probably could have been 100, but we're not going to get into that. And then 2021, where most teams didn't have full stadiums. he straight up lied to the fans saying that. That baseball is down bad revenue? Revenue Revenue-wise? It's a straight up lie. And speaking of 2021, we're coming off the best season popularity-wise for baseball. And here he is getting flushed down the toilet because not a single person knows how to collectively bargain and the commissioner can't do his job in all aspects. So, last thing that I'm going to say, and then we're talking about basketball for the rest of the show because I'm sick and tired of the sport. I love baseball. When the when we get to the deal, I'll come back. For now, maybe I'll watch my league baseball. You know, we have a pretty good baseball program here at New Paltz. But... When Major League Baseball comes back, there's still a lot of questions that need answers. And quite frankly, I'm not sure if they're going to be answered. Let's talk basketball. Uh Jacob, we have four minutes. Well, I mean so
1: yeah, there's there's probably not that much basketball honestly going on as you were saying before the show, but uh I think to sum up my thoughts since I'm not a baseball fan, uh this just continues what I will word as why I find baseball silly. I'm surprised that it's gaining in popularity, surprisingly, actually. But uh, just everything about it seems a little bit silly from the way that the owners act, the fact that it's a six-year contract, the fact that there's so many just lead, just teams and players. and I mean, also the fact that 100... 100 how much is it? 182 games?
0: 162.
1: 162. Still too much. Still too mu- Too many games in a season. But that's, I don't think, part of the argument for this, uh, this lockout. But I-, I still have to say, 162 games. Too much in a season for me. But regardless, I don't think this looks good for baseball. I think it's just going to keep alienating the people who, one, are like me and already don't watch baseball, and then, two, the people who are trying to get into baseball, and then, there's no season.
0: And you know what? That, that's, that's the big point right there. With this entire situation, you're probably not going to lose a hardcore fan like, like me. But you're definitely losing Jacob. You're losing the casual fan. And you're also losing the generation that you need the most. And that is youth. Because as popular as baseball is, a lot of that is old gentlemen. The average age of a Major League Baseball fan is 56, old. It's much younger in the other sports. And we were moving so well with it the last few years, despite all these problems. And here it is. And we don't know which direction it's going. We're gonna take a quick break. I need a quick break because good Lord, I'm just, I'm gonna lose my mind. Anyway, you're listening to this You're listening to the Sports Corner Podcast. Listen to the show live on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. or on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. This is WFMP 88.7 FM, The Edge. Welcome back to Sports Corner. I am Payne Ellison, joined by Jacob Sampson. We left off talking about baseball. I'm kind of tired of talking about baseball at this point. So, now we move on to the sport of basketball, Where is it's run in America by the NBA. Um, I already said that it's, it's just been a bad time for me, sports-wise. And part of that is because of the Nets. Jacob, what's going on besides injuries? What is going on with my my team? So, quickly before we get to that, I just thought it was an interesting statistic because before
1: the break, you told me that uh, you told the fans that the average MLB fan's age was 57. So, I found all the statistics for the four major sports NFL, NBA, MLB, and NHL.
0: I'm just going to say I took an educated guess on what I've read.
1: It's, it's about 57, yeah. The average is 57, which is by far the highest. But you get a really nice breakdown from what I'm seeing. I'm using... Sti- oh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this. Statista.com is a statistics. No, you, you got it. And so, interestingly enough, the average NBA fan is about 37 years old. The majority of fan base falls between both avid and casual fan of 35 to 44. The average NFL fan generally is around forty-nine, I believe it is. So
0: you're, when you talk about the NFL, just the so record books out, you're getting fans no matter what.
1: You're getting fans no matter what. The one that's really interesting to me is the NHL, which there's a bit more skewed data. It appears here, but the majority of because they break it down through avid fans and casual fans, the highest rated group and the only one that really has these numbers is the age group between 18 and 34 their most popular fan base is a younger generation for the NHL
0: I uh, did not know
1: yeah which it, it's is interesting it's not it's not the average because stats don't work like that but the majority of NHL fan base is uh falls between the 18 and 34 age range which is pretty interesting but moving forward from that point, just because I thought that was an <laughs> interesting statistic to share since they were talking about it, the NBA, what's happening in it? Not, not not, a whole lot, to be honest. I mean, it's post-All-Star break. It's, it's just post-All-Star break. So there's not a whole lot going on in the world. But let's see what is. I would say one of the biggest things to talk about is John Morant dropping a career-high 52 points. Absolutely just balling out, setting the I believe it's the franchise record for the Grizzlies, and really just proving all the all the haters wrong from a few years ago. He should have been number one drafted. He is an absolutely fantastic basketball player, and the Grizzlies are still rocking at the three seed. Having a great season, I think the Grizzlies are gonna be a force to be reckoned with. Kyrie Irving, there's a lot of talks around him and I'm sure you've heard at least some of it where uh, Kyrie Irving's availability for home games is having what I will call developments. Now, is it sure that he will be available to play? No. Is it possible and it's possibly in the works? Yes, it is. I mean, Kyrie, of course, is still available for what we shall call select away games. But, I mean, hey... When it comes time really down to the playoffs, this is where this conversation is going to be important to have. Peyton, any response
0: to that? Possibilities of Kyrie coming back? Being a Nets fan is literally just a whole realm of it's way too good to be true. This entire time, we have been told Kyrie Irving's coming back. The vaccine mandate's going to be lifted. And he's going to play um, the rest of the season home and away. And now that's looking like it's in jeopardy. And there's really two people to blame but for two completely different reasons. Number one, Erica Adams is talking about a false equivalency, double standard, whatever. So, Kyrie Irving can buy a ticket right beyond the next bench and watch the game from there, but he can't move 2 feet onto the court and play the game. I'm this the entire vaccine mandate at this point is confusing. Not just um, what it, what it has been; it's just uh, whole thing confusing. But this all could be avoided if Kyrie Irving had just gone vaccinated. And for whatever reason, crossover Rogan just can't do it. Yeah, I mean that's really the unfortunate thing,
1: isn't isn't it? Just Kyrie has stuck to his guns, and it has affected the team. But from that, we move forward, because what else has been happening? I mean, I think, of course, we have to talk about the James Harden debut uh, in Jesus. Philadelphia. That's the second thing I really not want to talk about, but go ahead. So, I mean, it's... Here's the thing. It'll probably help you out a bit. You'll like my take, because James Harden, he balled out, as one would say in his, in his debut. And in the few games since, he has continued to play well. Him and Embiid are drawing fouls like there's no tomorrow, even though I thought that the NBA instituted this whole new rule change, but apparently not. But regardless... 37 times, by the way. Is that the exact number?
0: Yeah. 37.
1: Absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it's not fun basketball to watch. And But here's the thing that I think people have to keep in mind. James Harden's debut for the Nets resulted in a triple-double. I remember that very fondly. Well, J- not very fondly anymore, but... James Harden's first few games for the Brooklyn Nets went pretty well, to say the least. Am I saying that the same situation is going to happen in Philadelphia? No, not exactly. Do I think it has a strong possibility and that this necessarily means Philly are contenders? Yeah, that that is kind of what I'm saying. Well,
0: you see, the difference is... That there's still that very conspiracy, but very possible theory that James Harden wants to go to Philadelphia all along. Yet, but you know the net situation was so great that you know you kind of can't pass up on that. But the minute Kyrie Irving said he wasn't getting the the vaccine and stuff start going downhill, it was time for him to go to Philly.
1: Yeah, I mean there there's so many. That's really only. Only a question that James Harden himself could answer, but still, I don't. I don't think that Philadelphia is going to be the end all, be all. I don't think they're necessarily going to win the chip. I really don't think that actually. Um, and, I, and I think James Harden is going to start to regress. I don't think he's going to be able to keep up this level of excellence. I think that James Harden knows how to play well when pressure is put upon him. He knows when the world is wa- that the world would be watching, and then. We all are watching the first few games that he plays for Philly. And I just don't think he'll be able to keep up the consistency. I don't think he'll be able to be this all-star. Not, I mean, all-star, but not this superstar player still. Even a season down the line, two seasons. Age is eventually going to take its toll. I think it was still a good trade for Philly, but I think they still are missing a significant piece. Until then, though, I hope Philly fails. I don't like Philadelphia. I've I've said this numerous times. They're really the one team in the NBA (laughs) that I dislike. So, I mean, I'm also hoping for them to fail, so this is definitely a biased take. But who knows? Maybe they'll they'll go all the way. Maybe they'll have a fantastic synergy in season. The Celtics are doing well, though. They're doing fantastic, so that's always cool.
0: You know, it's kind of like you said when uh, a few weeks ago, before Ben Simmons got traded, it's like when benson Sim- and i'm going back to Netsport, uh sorry if i didn't make that clear if benson's got traded then well he's going to trade just be quiet until then Nets situation well if Kyrie gets vaccinated whatever then do it just don't tell me until he does because i am a frustrated sports fan uh, anyway thank you for listening to this sports corner <laughs> Oh, Lord. On WFNP, uh, keep on listening. Gladiator Fusion is coming up next. Um, for Jacob Sampson, I'm Payton Ellison. You have been listening to, listen to the Sports Corner. I'm just saying words at this point. On WFNP. You're listening to the Sports Corner Podcast. Listen to the show live on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. or on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. This is WFNP 88.7 FM. The edge. Welcome back to Sports Corner Extended Play. I am Payne Ellison joined by Jacob Samson. I'm not gonna lie, I've exerted all my energy. We don't have much planned. There's not much else going on in the NBA to talk about from you know the FM edition of the show. So we're just gonna Go around and see what we can do, and the first thing we're doing is playing Purtle. Now, um, Purtle is a game that's designed um, to be like Wordle, but for NBA players, and it's not exactly like you know letters. It's it's based off age, position. If you if you look it up, you'll you'll get it right away. So I have played Purtle for like five days. Jacob has never played Purtle. And we're going to figure out the puzzle for Tuesday, March 1st. That is today's date. So, Jacob, I've already done it, so I'm not going to spoil it anyway.
1: Alright, I guess it's time to test some uh, NBA knowledge. Time to to check the silhouette. I'll say I took a quick peek at it before, but you know, it was a quick one, then I learned the rules. So, uh, let's get it started. I have eight guesses.
0: Also, it's not going to help this one specifically, like, everyone remembers the first day, it was Nikola Vucevic everyone got it in, like, five seconds
1: yeah, I see just a uh, a man with a shaved, or a tight haircut uh, of decent build I'm trying to see it doesn't look like he has a headband on which, would... oh,
0: also you get eight chances, to guess, and you'll see additional clues, so yeah, uh,
1: this first answer, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm wrong, but I'm just going to put it out there. Hopefully get some letters, you know, because I'm assuming that's how it works. Kind of like Wordle.
0: You'll, you'll see how it works. All
1: right, <laughs> so although I'm pretty sure I'm wrong, my first <laughs> guess will be Carmelo Anthony. That's why I was looking for that headband. Hmm. Okay. I see it's, it's someone from the Western Conference. All right. All right. Let's see the silhouette again. Uh, still really don't have much. Oh, okay so this me they're younger than 37 they're below six seven and their numbers above seven all right and, that's and
0: also if either of these flash yellow that means that you're within two so that's an additional help
1: okay so I'm looking for a western conference probably guard or just someone who's smaller uh once again I don't think this is right but just to uh branch out a little bit from... To hopefully get some answers, I'm gonna put Damien Lillard. See, that's what I was hoping for. I got a little bit closer. I got, so it's definitely a guard. I was really hoping for the, uh, I forgot Dame was a zero, but. <laughs> not Northwest, not Pacific either. Alright. Uh, someone who's between 6'7 and 6'2, between the ages of 31 and 37. No. I don't know player numbers, so that's not going to help me honestly. I'm trying to think. Uh, this is
0: great radio. Let me just tell you this is great radio.
1: If we're as opposed to the Western Division, so look, that knocks out all California teams. The Northwest Division has Portland. It has uh I'm trying to think. Portland. Why can't I think of any other team in the <laughs> Northwestern Division?
0: Portland.
1: Don't don't help me. You know what? What it is saying, it's in the Southwest <laughs> Division. And this is what I can tell you about the Southwest Division. We do have the Memphis Grizzlies. We do have the Oklahoma City Thunder. We do have Pelicans. Wait, Mavs and Rockets? Because now I'm up to six teams. So I definitely got one of those wrong.
0: Yeah, l- Let's just say the six teams for now and then we'll figure out which one is not.
1: Regardless, given, given that... uh that description it doesn't help me much I'm br- Mike Connolly doesn't have this haircut he's also taller than 6'2", probably but just to just to give another guess to keep this going all right okay so between the numbers of seven and eleven once again I don't know Jersey numbers yeah oh man I this is a really bad silhouette, too. Like, I'm... I'm pretty lost, honestly. Um... Let's go with Eric Gordon. Because it's... It was! Alright! Wow! Like, I was like, I need a rocket. I wanted someone from the Rockets. I was thinking, who has a shaved head? Man. And so I thought Eric Gordon. And yeah. Look, look at that. In four guesses. It was I, Eric Gordon.
0: I, I did not think you were getting Eric Gordon like that. Now... Um... As I said, I already did this. Um, you're gonna hear, hear this after today, anyway. So, yeah, the answer is Eric Gordon. Now, my process was, I, I don't remember the exact process, but I think I got the Southwest clue first. So then, at some point, I was like, okay, what, which, which are the Southwest teams? And Jacob about three. Southwest teams. Well, no, he got all. He got six. Had to narrow it down to five. I literally had to look up the Southwest division because I couldn't remember. By the way, why is Memphis in in the Western Conference? That makes no sense. But anyway,
1: I mean, yeah, the whole. If you really look at the Southwest division, is I believe the most spread out because you have Memphis, you have Houston and Dallas, but you also have. You know, New Orleans? And then you also have... Uh, what's the big one that I'm missing? Unless did I just count five?
0: No, that's four.
1: Yeah, wait. I just had it before. I just... There's no Texas team. Oh, I, I, yeah, thank you, Peyton. I forgot about San Antonio. Because, <laughs> you know, it's still decently spread. I mean, I guess you have the three in Texas, but... Actually, maybe the Northwest Division is, because why is Utah in the Northwest Division? That's the southwestern United States.
0: Yeah, nothing, nothing makes sense. But anyway, my process was first two guesses got me southwest, and then guard. So then it was like narrowing down who. I and I don't think I used the, I don't think I used the picture. So, <laughs> so I, for some reason, I I think I guessed. I guess someone. That's all I, I remember <laughs> at this point. Uh, actually, no, I think I might have guessed one of the Pelicans guards. It wasn't so but there was a Pelican guard, guard that I thought it was. It wasn't. So then it was like, okay, so it's got to be one of the Texas teams. And if we're talking about semi-old guards, I also got age. I forgot to mention that part. If we're talking about semi-old guards... It's either John Wall or Eric Gordon. I guess John Wall first for some reason. Um, It wasn't him. So now it's like, okay, it's got to be Eric Gordon. And there's the process.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I'm I'm actually more confused now because I botched... uh, Because I forgot about the Spurs before. So the Northwest Division actually makes absolutely zero sense. Because just for some context, the Pacific Division in the West features all... Four of the California teams, and, you know, two of those are based out of L.A. But then you also have Phoenix, because, you know, that's close enough. The Southwest Division, you have three Texas teams, and then you have Memphis and Louisiana, which, you know, not too far. Memphis is the furthest, though. The Northwest Division, half of these aren't even in the Northwest. Oklahoma City?
0: What? You know, that's that's probably the first team you think of, like Southwest and. What? Like more central, even.
1: Even the Oklahoma. Portland Trailblazers are actually there. Minnesota? Minnesota Timber? I mean, like, that's northern central. The Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz? That's southwestern United States.
0: Is there a central. Division for the West Conference in the NBA?
1: Uh, no, that's why that's the big problem. The Central okay. Division is in the East. Because that has places like Chicago, Indiana, Milwaukee. I'm blanking on some teams that don't aren't important, so that means <laughs> Detroit. Um, <laughs> and I, in the,
0: Indiana, probably.
1: And I, I got Indiana spread. The oh. Cavs, the Cavs. Oh. Cleveland, the least important of the states. <laughs> Actually sorry, forty ninth least important. I'm still looking at you, Jersey.
0: <laughs> how how does Wyoming get so far in your rankings?
1: Because it's not Jersey. <laughs>
0: anyway. Wait, so then what's the other western division? Northeast Northeast. Northwest. It's Southwest Pacific. That was third. I'm thinking of football, what is, everything's a problem today. There are three
1: divisions in the east and the west.
0: Here I am thinking it's football season still. Probably because I want to football season still. Um, Anyway, with all the news coming out, but yeah, this is what happens when you don't have exact plan.
1: Um, I I got some NBA quizzes up. (laughs)
0: Okay, so what's going on here is we have pulled up a quiz. We're guessing the number one overall picks in the NBA because we did not have a plan for the rest of the show. And here we are. So, uh, Jacob Murray got Kareem Abdul-Jarrar. Let's just go from newest to oldest, and let's start with Cade Cunningham.
1: All right, want to start newest to oldest, Cade Cunningham, of course. The 2020 Minnesota You remember who it was? Someone who also hates
0: baseball. (laughs) Anthony Edwards. Anthony
1: Edwards it was. Before that, we had the player who has played a handful of games in three years and has never quite really been in basketball shape. That is correct. Your 2019 New Orleans draft pick, Zion Williamson. 2018... Phoenix, Arizona had the number one draft pick. They drafted someone out of Arizona. Do you know who it was? Peyton Ellison? DeAndre. That it was. My my uh hint was going to be
0: Big Man. <laughs> that 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 helps. Actually no, that actually does help um in New Year's because, you know, how current does, big men, I guess. How does okay that's how you spell DeAndre.
1: <laughs> Alright, and back in twenty seventeen Philadelphia took someone out of Washington. They had two made uh, first round picks in a row. Do you remember which one was which order? I'm assuming you, I'll give you this hint. One of them now plays for the Orlando Magic.
0: Well, th- this is one that I remember very vividly because uh, this pick. One rookie of the year without being a rookie. <laughs> Wait. No, that's your app before. Yep. Okay, but this year was a pick that was the Nets because it was traded by the Celtics. It was a number three pick, all that. I still think that Jason Tatum probably wasn't the one overall pick anyway, but this one is Markel Fultz. That is definitely how you spell Markel. Or yeah. his way of spelling Markel.
1: Yeah, this the the whole spelling thing is definitely an issue.
0: And then, and then while we're figuring that out 2016 is of course the current potential point forward Ben Simmons for the Brooklyn Nets by the way
1: all right now we're gonna we're gonna dip back even further 2015 Minnesota has a number one draft pick again well I guess technically this is one of their earlier times but regardless Kentucky State do you know who they're drafting
0: Some people refer to him as the best big man in basketball once upon a time, Carl Anthony Towns. You are correct, sir. Carl Anthony Towns, and then we move on to 2014. And that would be the Canadian, Andrew Wiggins.
1: Oh, the 2014 draft and Andrew Wiggins somehow getting to the number one pick.
0: Which is not as shocking as... Okay. This one.
1: How the career transpired certainly uh, mattered, but 2013 is certainly an interesting one
0: because Cleveland, 2013, with the first overall pick, there is no Giannis uh, be because people didn't know who he was. There's no Victor Oladipo. There is no Neuron Noel who was looking at the camera after the pick, just despondent as this person's name was being called, Anthony Bennett. The
1: all-time classic, the all-time great, the all-time... I don't really know what else to say. He also had to follow up the previous year from a different Anthony, an Anthony that I dislike very much. That should give it right away.
0: Anthony Davis.
1: That Anthony it is. Now before that, we're even further back. 2011, Cleveland... Someone out of Duke? Someone that you should probably know pretty well, Peyton. Is the name ringing any bells?
0: I call him Crossover, Rogan. His name is Kyrie Irving.
1: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Before that...
0: (laughs) We're just wasting so much time just...
1: I know. (laughs) Doing all these 2010, Washington. We get someone out of Kentucky. Someone who's going to be a game changer for a little while and then is just going to stay on that team for way too long and then eventually now have a contract that nobody wants Peyton Nelson do you know who the 2010 number one draft pick was
0: would that be the great talent of John Wall
1: if I remember correctly it is the Jonathan Wall (laughs) now we gotta go back even further now it's 2009 it's the LA Clippers Oklahoma State, there's someone coming out of there that's going to be crazy. That's going to lead they're, a whole new Oklahoma, generation. They're, they're, there's oh, a different sorry, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State. Just Oklahoma. Hey Nelson, do you know who was the 2009 number one draft pick?
0: I'm just realizing how many number one, former number one overall picks the Nets have. This would be Blake Griffin.
1: Yes, it would be. I'm also really realizing that now, because currently out of the number one picks, Kyrie Irving, Blake Griffin, uh, Ben Simmons was, I mean, is on the team. Um,
0: Anthony yeah. Bennett was on the team Anthony at one Bette point. Bennett technically
1: was on the team.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, but now we're... What a time to do, an Nets fan, then, just hoping for projects. This this quiz has, like, three minutes, 45 seconds left, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're going to lose. Uh, We might just start having a rapid firing. Okay. Uh, 2008, Chicago.
0: Derrick Rose. 2007, Portland. Greg Olden.
1: (laughs) Oh, how he turned out. 2006, Toronto, Italy.
0: Is this the Bargnani
1: year? Oh. I don't know how to spell Bargnani.
0: (laughs) Well, I figured it out. Actually, no. I... 2005 is the one that doesn't stick in my memory.
1: Let's do a copy paste of the name. 2005 Milwaukee, Utah. Oh, wow. This one. This is where I'm starting to lose it. 2005
0: Milwaukee. Uh. Let's
1: just quickly put in.
0: <laughs> 2003 is guess. <laughs> to his guest LeBron Chase and Yao Ming uh check uh why did I feel like Tracy McGrady was one no okay uh who yeah, was who was back before Len Bias
1: oh, do I have to put in his legal name
0: <laughs> imagine <laughs>
1: Okay, well, he was the first round pick, so for some reason, <laughs> first overall. There we go. Yeah, there you go. Let's get all the. Oh, Larry was in first. Wow, uh, that's you, you, you know,
0: you have to remember sometimes that this was a seven round draft back in the day. So, yeah,
1: who was two thousand five? Yeah, 2005's really thrown me off.
0: Two thousand four is Dwight oh, Howard. Oh yeah. We'll continue with the number one overall NBA draft choice quiz. When we come back, you're listening to WFP88.7 FM, The Edge. You're listening to the Sports Corner podcast. Listen to the show live on Tuesdays at 7:30 p.m. or on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. This is WFMP 88.7 FM The Edge.
1: Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to 88.7 WFMP The Edge Sports Corner Extended Play Extended Edition. I'm your co-host, Jacob Sampson, and I'm joined with Peyton Ellison, where we last left off was us killing time by playing a little (laughs) NBA first-round pick guesser. 2001, Washington.
0: Uh, Kwame Brown.
1: That was a good one. That was a good one. 2000, Jersey, Cincinnati.
0: I should know 2000. I probably do know 2000. When it comes up, it's going to absolutely Uh, frustrate me.
1: Let's just get that one out of the way. Yeah, there you oh, go. Wait, uh, was he... Was Alan he, Iverson. Was David Robinson a first round pick? Yes. He was. Alan Iverson. Wilt Chamberlain.
0: I don't think Wilt Chamberlain nope. was, you know,
1: <laughs> a draft get, selection. Oh, wait, I just realized it's 68.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was scoring 100 in 1962, and somehow was getting drafted in 1968.
1: Yeah, man, there, there's a lot of names that uh, are going through. It was Patrick...
0: Yes, yes, he was. Remember the whole frozen envelope controversy. Oh
1: my lord! Yeah, you're just reminding me of that. Wow, wow.
0: Maybe I do no more basketball than I assume. Um, Hakeem.
1: Oh yeah. Oh my god. Uh,
0: you know what? we're just gonna count that as yeah. You, you should you know who Hakeem is. Um, <laughs> uh, was Jason no
1: i don't think jason kidd was but no
0: he definitely wasn't 2005 and 2000 are going to kill me
1: i'm trying to think of just like biggest draft busts um oh
0: and 1993 because, oh mm. yeah. penny hardaway penny hardaway oh
1: good one good one
0: it has to be there's there's no other person Ooh, i can do I not spell penny hardaway correct? you didn't but it doesn't matter
1: Alright, okay. so
0: so time ran out.
1: Andrew Bogat. Uh, Two thousand was Kenyon Martin. Okay. Nineteen ninety nine was Elton Brand. I forgive myself for ninety-eight, which was Michael Alawakandi. Um ninety-five, Joe Smith. I I can say with full full certainty, I did not know who Joe Smith was. Out of Maryland to 95, number one draft pick. 94, Glenn Robinson should have gotten that. 93, Chris Weber.
0: Chris you know, Weber. You know, I don't know why I said pay hard weight because if I had saw, saw Michigan, you got to just guess one of those five players.
1: Larry Johnson in 91, Derek Coleman in 90, Purvis Ellison in 89, Danny Manning in 88, Brad Daugherty in 86. As we said, Akeem Olajuwon, 84. Ralph Sampson should have gotten that one, 83. James Worthy should have gotten that one in 82. Mark Aguirre, Dallas, 81. Joe Barry Carroll, 80. Golden State, 78. Michael Thompson, 77. Kent Benson, 76. John Lucas, 75. David Thompson, 74. Should have got Bill Walton, 73. Doug Collins, 72. LaRue Martin, 71, Austin Carr, 70, Bob Lanier, which we probably shouldn't got, and in 1968, a
0: very popular name that we did not get, Elvin Hayes. Well, if you didn't know who was the number one overall, the entire number one draft pick history of the NBA, now you do. And since we still have no
1: news, what's up now? <laughs> NBA MVP guesser. We have seven minutes, so we're going to have to rapid fire it again. But uh, we're just going to put them all in, working from, hopefully, the most recent MVP, which, spoiler alert, Nikola Jokic, uh, working back to the 1955-1956 St. Louis Hawks MVP, which I can pretty confidently say, I don't know. (laughs) There's 66 people, there's 7 minutes, let's start with the most recent answer, which, as I said, was Jokic. Before that, of course... Really? You're going to make me say Ante de Kumpo?
0: <laughs> ante de cumbo. LeBron James, four times. Yeah, uh, I've
1: typing James Harden, but apparently just filled in the four LeBron James ones. Before that, of course... Kevin Durant. Before that, of course... Westbrook. Before that, of course... Curry. Before that, of course... With great heart, it fails me, Derek Rose. So just because we rapid fire that, we got through 10 years working backwards. Jokic, Ante de Kumpo, Ante de Kumpo, Harden, Westbrook, Curry, Curry, James, James, D Rose, LeBron, LeBron. And with that, we pick back up in 2007, 2008. The Los Angeles Lakers had someone.
0: The late uh, great Kobe Bryant.
1: Yeah, apparently doesn't. We can't do first names, only last names. Before that, the post fade maestro. Dirk Nowitzki. Before that, 2005, 2006, and even before that, Phoenix Suns, a very controversial one, and now head coach of the Brooklyn Nets.
0: Oh. I don't know why I was about to say Charles Barkley.
1: <laughs> before then, 2003, 2004, there was someone. I have a dream. Let's go to Disney World. Believe it. Well, his whole thing that he yelled when, you know, my team won the NBA championship that one time. <sighs>
0: Yeah, was, the dream certainly wasn't to uh, you know um, you know just decline as a player as a Brooklyn net, but anyway, the next two, Tim Duncan, yes. and then, um, Allen Iverson. Yeah,
1: so that's 2001 to 2003 was Tim Duncan. The 2000-2001 season was Allen Iverson. Before that, 2000s Lakers.
0: There's only one answer, Shaquille O'Neal. Well it is Shaquille O'Neal. There's a second answer, but
1: Shaquille O'Neal. Before that, played in 98-99 Utah Jazz, oldest MVP ever. We're not allowed to say his name because of some things. <laughs> Gotta fill out that name because it's a few there a few times. Michael Jordan. Before that, the ninety four to ninety five season. Are you aware who it was?
0: Is this David Robinson?
1: It was David Robinson. Before that, we're going to have to look up the name because it was someone for the 94-95 Rockets.
0: (laughs) Keep a lot
1: You're darn right it is.
0: Once again, here I am about to say Charles Barkley for no reason.
1: Well, 92-93 Phoenix Suns. (laughs)
0: Charles Barkley.
1: You sure are right. Before that, 89-90, 89, someone played for the Los Angeles Lakers. They had some magic to them. That brings us down to uh, 80. That was his last. His first one was 86 87. But between 83 or yeah, 83 and 86, there was one person, and that was Big Bird himself, Larry. (laughs) Before that 82 83 season, this is where things can get started tossed up for me. Okay. Now, my first guess is going to be Julius Irving, but I could be too early on this. And you are. I am. I was actually two years early, which makes me think that there's only one other answer, which has got to be Moses. And it was Moses Malone, three-time MVP. Look at that. 79-80 MVP. Of course, it's got to be Kareem.
0: Now, just just as a testament to how ridiculous the NBA Hall of Fame is, I think every single player we mentioned, with the exception of Derrick Rose, is either a Hall of Famer or a, a future Hall of Famer.
1: But now we're now we're heading the. Oh wait, uh, uh, of course I need the man himself. Really, I thought I thought you hit it once. I thought
0: didn't did um. Pistol I'm, Pete did Pistol Pete win one?
1: Doesn't seem like it's gonna be on there then. Okay, um, so yeah, these these are some old players now. the the 72, 73 Celtics. Oscar Robinson? Oscar Robinson's gonna fill out one of those uh, Baltimore Bullet. The three peat of the Philly 76 sixer. That's what's. That's what's going to break me once I see who it is. Uh, A popular Sixer. We got
0: met, And we got 54 out of 66, so... Yeah,
1: you know, we're we're doing pretty well. I feel like there's just a few big names that are uh, really passing by me right now.
0: Okay, so... Wait, wait. Wait.
1: So, this game is broken (laughs) because Wilt Chamberlain was on... He was the triple Philly 76er, which I typed in... Oh, because I t- I misspelled Chamberlain. I get it. I also and- had Oscar Robertson, which I was pretty sure about that one. Um, the one that I missed, Buffalo Braves, Bob McAdoo. You know what? I messed up on that one. Boston Celtics, Dave Cohen's should have known that one.
0: Willis but- Reed. Willis West Reed
1: was unsled. I give myself the the no. Willis Reed. I give myself the pass. Oscar Robinson for the Cincinnati Royals. We had uh. Bob Pettit, he probably should have had him. Probably should have had him. He was the first MVP. And then won it again in 58-59. And Bob Cousy was also that Celtics that I probably should have got. But you know what? That's that's that. We did it. We
0: got through it. What well, the score? We got 82%. 54 out of 66. Yeah, add six to that because we definitely got like six more in there.
1: That is true. We, we technically should have had... One, two, three, four, five. So we should have 59 out of 66.
0: So, now you know all 66 MVPs in NBA history, who's going to be number 67?
1: I think with the way that it's currently going, how the NBA is currently playing out, I mean, I think there's three people who are mainly in contention. And it's three people that we always hear in contention as of the last few seasons. Jokic, Embiid, Ante De Kumpo. As right now, I honestly have to say Jokic and Embiid are probably in the lead for it, with Embiid maybe being number one, but I'm I'm gonna say given I don't know what I wanna say. It just pains me to say it, but you know what? I'm I'm gonna give I'm gonna put faith in it. My guess as of March first is going to end up
0: being Embiid. That's all I think it's going to be. I think it should be Jokic again. But, yeah. So, that was the extent to play. Well, Will there be more of that? I don't know. But, what I do know is, you can listen to the show every single Tuesday at 7.30pm. Um, so, we thank you for listening to Sports Corner. For Jacob Sampson, I'm Van Nelson. We'll see... We'll... Well, I have never changed that in my life. I don't know why. We will talk to you next week. You're listening to W.